Hey sis, thank you for tuning in to the Purpose We Plan podcast. I want to start off in prayer today. Um, sometimes your mind can get a little heavy, um, just a little heavy. And today my mind has been a little heavy. And if you have been a little heavy, um, I hope this prayer does help. So if you want to close your eyes or just meditate, or if you're driving wherever you are, just, just meditate with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for the miracle of life. We thank you, God, for giving us the mindset to serve you and to live for you, God. I ask you on this day and any day that we are before you and your people that we move out of the way completely that only you can show through us. Thank you, Lord, for just choosing us, Father. Thank you, God, for allowing us each day to have a purpose, for figuring out our purpose, Father. It's all that that we're here for, Father. Living for you each day, Father. There's no other reason to be in existence but to love you, Father. Father, you have given us life, and you've given it more abundantly each and every day, Father. Even if we don't understand our purpose, Father, we all have a purpose. I thank you, God, for allowing me each day, Father, to just to uncover a layer each day, Father, each week, each month, each year of my life, each, uh, just another layer of the purpose that I have, Father, because no one's purpose is, is just easy to figure out, Lord Jesus. But I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to each day uncover my purpose, Father, being more authentic for you, living for you, Lord, just being a woman of God for you, Father, that my light can be shown to the world, Father of darkness, Lord Jesus, I ask you to be with us, Father, any woman, man, child, listening to this right now, Father, be empowered, let them be strengthened, Let them be encouraged by this prayer, Father, by this segment, by this tone, Father. Whatever you have, Father, for us, Lord Jesus, I ask you to be with us. Guide us. Protect us in this world that we're living in, Father, from diseases, hurt, harm, danger, unseen, Father. The seen things that we even, we think we know. We have no idea. You know all. You see all. We thank you, Father, for being a God, a big God, Father. You are a God of all. And I thank you, God, for having all purpose, Father. You're You're not a God of small things. You are a big God of all things. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your will. We thank you for allowing us life. By the life, we could be dead right now. We could be comatose stage. We could be looking over a loved one as they're looking into a comatose stage. Father, right now we're able just to see things a little bit clearer. Father, we thank you for life. Our life, Father, a purpose. Be with us, strengthen us, and guide us, Father, each and every day, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Again, I thank you, Father, just for (laughs) allowing me to, to speak each and every day. And I thank you for listening today. Um, I wanted to talk about just uncomfortable things. Uncomfortable, comfortable definition of uncomfortable today. Causing or feeling slight pain or physical discomfort. One definition speaks on physical pain. The other 
psychological or mental pain of uncomfortable, but what happens when they're combined? Now, I want you to think about one of your most uncomfortable moments. And I know as a woman, sometimes we have so many uncomfortable things that we have to do just to be in existence. To be a woman, you have to put on uncomfortable undergarments. You have to put on things just to just, just to be in existence. I mean, it's shoes, heels, pumps, whatever you have to do just to, to feel like you're fitting in. But what happens when you just don't feel comfortable? How do you exist when you don't feel comfortable? As I always go back to being a mother of a child with autism, um, you know, and and experiencing him each and every day because he is an experience. Um, He's just not any normal, typical child. He is an experience each and every day. Um, from even this morning, I was having a really rough time this morning. Just uh, just as a woman, you have uncomfortable days. So if you're a woman, you know exactly what I'm saying. But <laughs> and even if you're not, I know everybody has days. So they're just uncomfortable with their own body. Whether it's mental pain, whether it's physical pain, whatever you're going through, you might be just going through something uncomfortable. But this morning, he woke me up several times just hugging on me, kissing on me, loving on me. And for a child with autism, that's not typical. That's something that no one really will expect. For even a child in general, like you you see little kids all the time, they don't really show much affection. But my son always lets me know that I'm important to him. And that makes me feel more comfortable sometimes, even when I'm out of sorts or even when I'm just feeling of just sometimes you don't feel like you're yourself but I'm blessed to have his experience in my life I'm blessed to have him daily he is a testimony of mine daily Um, I don't think that's ever going to stop being my testimony but um, I always joke around with different things about myself I always joke because I always feel like I'm on a spectrum. I always feel like I'm on a spectrum of autism because um, I always say I'm an awkward person. But I'm blessed that God has made me an awkward person. And as an awkward person, as God has made me, I can always think of so many times in my life that what my thoughts have just not fit in with the world. Um, <laughs> the most uncomfortable moment of my life was I can go back to childbirth. Um, just giving birth and carrying Daniel. Oh my goodness, I was three weeks overdue. And I was so miserable. And for those who have seen my wonderful five-year-old child, who looks like he's like seven or eight, he looks, he's so big. But he was, even in my, even in my belly, he was forever growing. He made it so uncomfortable for me to eat or sleep, to walk. Even walking became like this momentous struggle. So during the last visit of my doctor, my doctor's visit, he informed me that my baby was healthy. He was above average um, <laughs> for his weight. And his, you know, he joked around about, you know, me carrying this big football player. And it was great that the doctor could see that, you know, that, you know, that he was 
growing healthy in my stomach and just everything was normal there. But the selfish, uncomfortable moments uh, for me, I must be honest about this because I just wanted him out so that I can hold him. And for myself, that was just like, oh my goodness, I'm just ready to get this, <laughs> this big child out of me so that I can hold him and see him for myself. I mean, it was always wonderful when the doctors could always look and say, well, he's healthy, he's growing healthy, he's looking good. And just, you had that motivation to keep going. But when you can't see what's on the inside of you, everybody can see what's on the inside of you or they can tell what's on the inside of you, but you can't see it. But um, I remember going through this and Pastor and First Lady know just, you know, they knew how miserable I was during these moments. And I started to feel sorry for myself. I would say, why God? And have that little pity party. I'm sure nobody on this podcast have ever had the pity party moments when you say you look into the mirror. Because I don't know what it is about as a woman when you really want to have a good petty pity party. And I always say petty because it's, it's nothing. <laughs> it, it was really nothing that I was really experiencing. If I can go back and do everything over again now, I would have enjoyed every moment of being pregnant other than morning sickness and those times that I couldn't control not feeling well but if I could go back and do things over I would be such a more happy person but again life teaches us what to draw on and what not to draw on but going back to Amira (laughs) and I think it's funny it is um you know one of my things with aka that's one of our favorite things to do is look into the mirror but when we say it, it's cute to look into a mirror when you're feeling good and you're happy and you, you know, you're feeling good about yourself. But what happens when you look into that mirror and you, you're feeling a little depressed and you're looking down and you, you're looking into your mirror now, not just for comfort or reassurance. You're looking into your mirror because now you, you're, you're telling yourself, well, I look as bad. If I'm, I'm crying, I look as pitiful as I feel on the outside as I do on the inside. So... <clears throat> Even when you say the word pitiful and you look into a mirror, if you can even go to a mirror now, just look into a mirror and say, and just watch how pitiful you look when you say it. Just just say the word pitiful. But thank God for his glory. Because I still remember, you know, just my first lady now, Lady Lily, just giving me so many different tools. She would touch my baby and touch my purpose. I'm sorry, touch my belly all the time and and say that you're caring, what you're caring is for purpose. And I always say things about purpose and being purposely mindset and having a purposely led life. Because if, if you set out for things and there's no purpose behind it, then it's going to fail. Um, I, I don't say that to criticize or put anybody down. I say that because I have experienced those things firsthand. And sometimes it's those around you that have to speak some sense into you and I won't ever forget my best friend at the time and still is sorry my best friend is um, she's unable to have children and it was one day that she spoke to me and said in so many words while you're complaining about your situation I would do anything to trade with you in that moment I'm thinking girl whatever you don't understand what I'm going through. You know, we always have those little mamas, girl, whatever. I mean, you don't know what I'm really going through. But as I started to contemplate, 
over all the things that my best friend had gone through to have a child and yet she was still barren, all I could feel was blessed. Because when I combined with Sister Lily had spoken over my belly and with the fact that I'm caring and in any day that I'll be giving birth, I think about the funniest thing about caring and childbirth is you don't remember the pain and discomfort. I only know the excitement and pure joy that I felt when I saw what or who I was giving birth to. Um, only through the experience of a trial, it's one of my favorite um, quotes here, I'm sorry. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened. Ambition inspired and success achieved. And that's Helen Keller. Um, but if you think about it, the trials that we suffer through are for a purpose. And even though this was a small trial in my life, I mean, I have several testimonies from this state on, from just, it was a point in our lives that we didn't have a real home. We were considered homeless. We have gone through so many things as a family. Um, And we're at a state now that we are blessed. Each and every moment that I have to spend with my son and my husband, I'm blessed. Don't get me wrong. We still get mad at each other. We argued this morning. We over something pity and pitiful, but just <laughs> still every day is a blessing. But if you, it's the way of handling things differently. It's a different type of um, talking to each other. You can love someone and have a disagreement. Um, and I say argue. We don't really argue. We disagree. I'll be trying to figure out each other's feelings and different things. And why are you acting like this? And what's going on? More concerned now than than in the past because in the past we didn't really we didn't have that 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 genuine affection for each other because we were still learning one another as we were going through and experiencing all these things that again the why me moments with Daniel and the why me moments of how we were trying to figure out everything that was going on with us it was it was difficult so again just thinking about those things and one scripture that my first lady is always always about she's always pushing this on me I say pushing this on me because it's one of the best things that she could have ever put forth on me and this iron sharpens iron um, Proverbs 27 and 17 and when you think about that scripture and I think about my best friend and things that she has experienced and and even though we don't get to hang out like we, I would like to, because she is a busy woman, honey. This woman is always on the go, helping somebody. I, I joke with her all the time, but she is a Catholic woman. I'm like, okay, Saint so-and-so. I want to say her name. But Saint so-and-so has always got to be doing something. And her husband would definitely agree with me. I'm like, Saint so-and-so, just sit your butt down sometimes. <laughs> but, but she is definitely one of the many women in my life um, that has definitely had a good point of things with me. She's one of the few women, I don't let everybody do it, one of the few women that can can critique me and say, Juanita, you need to do it this way. Don't get me wrong, I may say, I I may still say, well, I don't like what you said, but I love that you said it to me. And I love the fact that we have that comfortable um, sister relationship. 
And just thinking about it, um, you know, certain things of just putting your best friends and putting people into accountability moments and just how far you can go when you have a best friend or sister that makes you accountable for your actions. And even if it takes a few months or years for that person to realize that you put me in an accountability stage and I am so blessed that you did that. Um, and, and, And I just think about those people in my life that, you know, when we are complaining about our situation, we're complaining about our childbirth moments and pushing through. Um, we can't always see the actual product, but it's so interesting that other people around you can always see that product. And and even with her, I always joke about her because I said, even though God didn't give you a physical child, you have definitely inspired so many others around you. You have done so many great things with other people's children. You have been a leader. You have been that successful moment um, for others. Um, I even compare different parts of the Bible. I think about, you know, let's, let's go back to, to Penna and Hannah. You know, just how one wife would tease the other about the fact that she couldn't have children, but the fact that, you know, no one could see what was on the inside of her. And I actually believe that that Penna could see what was on the inside of Hannah. And that's why she did tease her so bad and put her down. Because it's funny as women, what we can see that we're afraid to see, are we afraid to let another woman to experience the true potential, get tap into her true 100% potential. Because you already knew that Hannah was favored by her husband and he was more in love with her. And he only chose Hannah because she was able to have children. And and I believe Hannah could see in Hannah that she was a chosen person. That she was able to do something that she couldn't. And if she could just keep her down, then she would never reach her full potential. But it is a blessing to be around women now, even with my sister circle, with different people around me that they don't put down my potential and my awkwardness and my weirdness and the things that God has placed into my heart. They uplift me. They inspire me. They motivate me. I think about the women in my life. I always show up with my best friends, a few of my sorors that that truly love on me, Um, my mom, my sister. um, These people, even my sister-in-laws, I have to call my sister. I had to always make a distinction because I love my sister-in-law so much that I sometimes just call them sister straight out. And because they are so close to me, I do love them as if they were blood. Um, I don't think it's anything that we wouldn't do for each other at this point. Um, Over 10 years of knowing somebody, a decade of loving on your brother, and um, just it it brings you together as a family. And I have to make a distinction all the time. It's my mother-in-law, because I always say that's my mom. And people say, that's your mom. I'm sorry, that's actually Carl's mom, (laughs) because um, at this point in our life, 
um, we have merged together so well that sometimes I actually have to make that distinction um, because I, my mother-in-law is my best friend, or one of my truly best friends. And just, I can, again, go into a many testaments of things, but I don't want to go too far away from just, you know, as I was talking about, just uncomfortable and being uncomfortable and knowing your comfort comfort level. There's nothing wrong with knowing your comfort level, but I would say journey today to step out of your comfort level. Each and every day, try to move a little bit out of that comfort level to, again, experience your purpose because you won't be able to actually live a purposeful full life until you step outside of comfortable levels Um, so today just reflect on that as I said this is a different kind of um, day for me I want to probably do another podcast on uncomfortable praise because I have a lot more to say about uncomfortable praise but because there's so many people who have stepped outside of that journey and just biblical and people that you know that we all can relate to um but just journey with me today on being stepping outside of being comfortable and journey with me also um to Figure out the women in your life who truly do love you. Sometimes we're so busy thinking someone is critiquing us or not giving us what we want that we're not realizing the women in our life that are actually giving us what what we need, what we truly need. And those are the women that you can really depend on in your life. Because when things go rough, and they will, God said when a woman of a, you know, a man is born of a woman only has a few days and those days would be full of trials and tribulations. And it was the most true statement. Like that is, that is so true. But if you can find joy in not just yourself, but in others and doing for others, one thing that I want to leave you with is one of my favorite things that our pastor says before he gets off our prayer line every day. He always says, find something, find something, find something for someone, do something for someone, um, make, making sure that you're stepping outside of yourself. Don't just be selfish. Do something outside of yourself to help somebody else. And he always leaves and will say, we love you. It is nothing you can do about that. And I want you to think about that. Think about the people in your life that truly love you unconditionally. Like if you had a big blowout with them right now, they're still going to come back and ask you what you want for dinner. (laughs) Um, And I think about that. This is the times that we're living in right now are so crucial. In a peace of mind, walking into your household, walking to wherever you are in life is crucial. So when you have those moments to reflect and love and give love and show love to those around you. Those are the most essential parts of your life. So again, um, this is the Purpose We Plan podcast. I'm happy you've tuned in today. Uh, Let me know what you think about this one. Uh, Give me a little feedback. Uh, Love you all for tuning in. 
feel free to again leave me any kind of feedback I love um, getting better each and every time so I'm hoping that this is inspiring someone I hope this uplifts someone and I'm happy that you listen thank you so much and have a blessed day